0: This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner, entrepreneur, educator, and radio show host with a vision of a future where families, neighborhoods, communities, and whole societies support each other. Where each of us lives up to our own potentials so we can help others in a substantial way. Where giving back is something we all practice, whether of our time, our expertise, or our finances. You can reach Lynn with your comments or questions at 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca.
1: Hello listeners. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. Where The title of our show today is Creating a Business from the Ground Up. My guest today is Michelle Carter, who describes herself as an equestrian entrepreneur fascinated by people and stories. She's a digital media producer at Carter Creations. She's the creative director at London Horse Sports. She's the host of London Preneur Show, and she's a website designer. I met Michelle through some horse loving friends, as I often do meet people that way. We're going to talk about creating businesses around your passions and your expertise. The theme today is that instead of looking around at possible job opportunities, it might just be possible to create the position that you're looking for. And we'll ask Michelle just how that process unfolded for her. Welcome, Michelle. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here today. How was your drive to St. George from London today? Oh, it was very uh, uneventful <laughs> and <laughs> <That's>, sunny. <laughs> and that's the way we want it. Uneventful <laughs> is great. Yeah, it is a lovely morning.
2: So what is your motto? So my motto is that it is more fun to invent your job than to find one. <laughs> and I completely stole that from the Social Network movie, just to give credit. I do. <laughs> and it's stuck with me ever since I've seen it. Okay.
1: So, Michelle, I assume that you created your businesses because of a certain need in your own life and circumstances. So can you tell us about the reasons
2: that you decided to start a business? So first and foremost, I can't stand being told what to do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is hard even for a business owner because your clients do tell you what you do, but you do have a little bit more flexibility there. Um, So when I first started my first business, which was London Horse Sports, I saw something not a need for other people, I saw a need for me. So I was very obsessed with horse shows and competing as an equestrian back in 2001, Mm -hmm. 2002. And the internet was just booming at that point, and everybody was building websites. So after I graduated from Fanshawe as a computer programmer, I found myself learning how to create websites, and I just love computers in general. So the first website I created, London Horse Sports, back then it was called London Equestrians, and it was a simple way for me to track where all the horse shows were happening around me. So it was actually a need for myself to kind of scratch my own itch. (laughs) Once I started asking other people in the community, hey, is this useful to you? I found a great response to say, yes, we would like to see this website as well. We'd like to track the horse shows as well. And from there, it flourished and blossomed into a business. <laughs> okay, so can you describe the business a little bit? What does the product actually do? So the website drives a lot of traffic to the questions to see what's going on, what's happening in their competitive sport. It then makes money from advertising local businesses alongside of those events. So when you created this business,
1: like any business needs to provide a service or it helps someone, Can you tell us about how you identified that need in the community and how
2: you addressed it? So I identified the need simply by talking to people. So at horse shows, I would ask them, you know, where's the next horse show? Oh, well, you go to the bulletin board in such and such a tack shop, or you go and ask this stable what their show schedule is. And I found that everybody didn't have the answer I was looking for, so I created the answer with a central website with the list of horse shows. And then when I started going back and asking the business owners, you know, what are you struggling with? And then they told me, oh, we're also struggling with finding a way to advertise effectively to all of these horse shows. And again, I found that my website could solve that problem as well.
1: Nice. So what
2: kinds of things do you have on the go right now? I'm hoping to be able to franchise the London Horse Sport idea. So I've got a second website started already called Tri-City Horseports, which focuses on the Kitchener-Waterloo-Guelph area. And I'm hoping to be able to copy this website idea into more cities that need it. And I'm finding that there is a huge need for some sort of central database or central communication hub. For people with such a small niche like horses, Mm -hmm. so I want to create Vancouver horse sports or Calgary horse sports, and see if I can franchise the business so that all of Canada is eventually covered.
1: Right. Is this going to mean um, that you're you're gonna be a you've got to split yourself you've got (laughs) to you need to
2: reproduce? Um, Hopefully not. Hopefully, as with the franchise model, I can find somebody to take over, buy the franchise, and manage it. So I'd show them how it's worked, how it started. Mm -hmm. And then they can manage it in their own city for themselves. Excellent. And then they get to make the profits as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Other plans for the future?
2: I'm also trying to document all of my journey on a YouTube channel called Rich Mitch. Sort of like my road to wealth, hopefully. (laughs) And to also reflect on the many things I've already learned and become rich in, such as my relationships. My health is very rich, my uh, knowledge is very rich, my opportunities are very rich, and my happiness as well. So that's another project I'm just starting out. It's called Rich Mitch on YouTube.
1: So it sounds like that's a, a very worthwhile thing for you to do as mm-hmm. well, To as you call it, reflection. On your blessings. Yes. (laughs) And, um, you know, we're often told that we don't spend enough time doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it sounds like it's something that's going to be very beneficial for you to do. And then other people can benefit from it. It also helps me stay accountable.
2: Yes. Because you put something like that out there. Well, yeah, it's not just like you shared it with your best friend, is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, you can't change your mind very easily because now the world knows that this is what you're yeah. planning to do. You kind of have to follow through with it, right? Yeah. It kind of helps me with my own procrastination. Right,
1: <laughs> right. Well, let's stop for a moment and uh, go to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to want to hear from you. What advice that you have for someone that wants to create a business? We'll be right back.
0: financial decisions you face them at every turn do you ever feel lost do you ever feel like you might be missing something or making a mistake join step right with lynn the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves their families and the greater community here's lynn wedham certified financial planner at step right capital planning So this morning I'm
1: here with Michelle Carter. The show is Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host Lynn Wedham. Uh, We're speaking about starting a business uh, based on your expertise and on your passions and this is something that uh, Michelle knows a lot about because she's started more than one (laughs) and seems to continue to keep starting businesses. So we want to get some of her expertise from her. So Michelle, how do you start a business? What advice can you give our listeners? What tricks and tips do
2: you have that you can share with us? The first place you got to start is listening. You have to listen to what people are complaining about. And you have to listen to what kind of problems they're struggling with. And then you have to be able to kind of be self-aware to see if you have the skills it takes to solve those problems you're listening to. That's probably the first place you want to start.
1: Okay. Most of us don't want to go out of our way to uh, look for complaints and problems. But but you have to be solving something for them, don't you? Especially in the service industry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not so much in the product industry, but when it comes to service industries, you're definitely solving a problem one way or another. Right. Okay. And then what would we do next? Then you would be able to create a list of people that you can then ask to invest in your business. A lot of times when I go to people and ask for advice, they will say, oh, that's a great idea. You should totally do that. That would totally fit with your passion. But I have to take it one step further and ask for money for that before I can validate it as a real business. (laughs) Because it's one thing for people to want to be behind you and to encourage you. It's another thing for them to invest in it, to actually put money behind it. Because it's not until you get that money or that dollar bill that you can validate it as a real business. Otherwise, it's just a hobby.
1: That's a very good and clear insight, I think, that a lot of people that have something that they like to do, and they like to spend their time doing it, but you're right, you have to find a way that you're going to monetize this. Yes, so it's just a hobby, not a
2: business. I see so many of my friends struggling with that. They have such passion and such skill for something, and they invest all of their time into it, and then they come back and they say, why am I not making any money? Right. And, you know, you have to do that from the beginning. Is this this an idea that can generate money? Is this something that the market wants? Or else you're just scratching your own itch.
1: Right. And so how
2: did you really
1: go about finding that it was going to work or how it would work? Like, what were the questions you asked yourself? You know, how did that process happen?
2: With the London Horse Sport website, it was a hobby. It was scratching my own itch just to have a directory of horse shows. It wasn't until I didn't like my job and I wanted to create a job out of my hobby that I had to start going and asking for money. So I went around to the local stables that were putting on horse shows and say, hey, would you like to advertise on this website for $10 a month, for $50 a month? And they started saying yes. So then once I started getting a couple of yeses, I kind of realized this could be a business then I was able to transition from my full-time job and to focus all my time on generating business from the website. And it's been great ever since. So it was more or less a market test. It is. You kind of tested the market. It absolutely is. You also have to be the kind of person that can ask for money.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I I mean, the subject of money is something that people often get rather tongue-tied about or we just don't like to talk about it, right? No, I know. It's
2: got such a stigmatism here in Canada. Yeah, yeah. we
1: need so much more money talk. (laughs) Yes,
2: we do. Yeah. Because some people out there are just struggling when they don't need to. Right. All because of the stigmatism that they can't talk about their finances. And really, they are richer than they think.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. When we as Canadians compare ourselves to the majority of the world, we are very rich. If you have a roof over your
2: head when you sleep, you're richer than a lot of the world. Mm-hmm. And there's so many programs to help people in financial situations as well. I was not aware of until my own recent personal episode. <laughs> uh huh.
1: Yeah, we are, very, we are very
2: rich in Canada. And you're right, it's good to acknowledge the blessings in our lives. And I'm just brainstorming now here as we're talking with my Rich Mitch show, I right. might even use that to get people to talk about money.
1: Absolutely. I think that would
2: be very interesting to learn.
1: Yeah, if we can get Canadians talking uh, more openly about money, that would be a great goal. <laughs> it would, that be. would be a great goal for the show. Okay, so you tested the market, you found that it was a go. On an ongoing basis, what are the processes that you use to continue to assess your
2: your progress? Again, just talking to people, asking the market what it wants, and then validating it to see if the market will pay for my ideas. Hmm. (laughs) Sometimes my ideas are strictly marketing so that they can lead to a different sale. For example, the Londonpreneur show, I created that about two years ago. It's a YouTube and iTunes show where it lets me talk to new entrepreneurs. Back in 2013, I was starting a business for web design and I was hoping to expand my experience in selling websites. So the whole idea of the Lenpreneur show was marketing would be able to let me to contact the people I wanted to work with bring them in get to know their business and then see if I was able to provide a service of designing their website.
1: What challenges have you come across?
2: Oh, so many psychological struggles. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of them... It's hard to pinpoint because I'm still growing in sort of that area. So a lot of the times my own procrastination is a huge struggle. Being able to just get the task done that I have the idea for. The other struggle I have is rejection. Mm -hmm. You go and talk to people and some of them will say, no, that's a terrible idea. And then it makes me go scrambling back to the drawing board to say, oh, should this idea be trained? Should it be thrown out? What should I do? Or should I not listen to that uh, particular voice? Exactly. (laughs) That's the huge one. It's like how many no's does it take to actually throw out an idea? Right. And it's not until recently that I've realized that I have to start getting more no's before going back to the drawing board. (laughs) Right. That's a huge struggle for me.
1: Yeah. Because I know, you know, maybe might make you tweak something, but it doesn't mean you have to throw out the
2: whole idea, exactly. right? hmm Yeah. Because there might be someone out there that actually needs that service the way yes. it is.
1: Yeah. And there are people that offer support and there are people that are going to be negative no matter what you put in front of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So exactly. you have to know the difference. You have to know the difference there as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So procrastination and rejection, because, you know, it's it's sales and anything, anyone that has had anything to do with sales knows that mm. there is
2: rejection in sales. Especially so. in advertising. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> a huge sure. one because there's so many different channels out there nowadays. Yes. And yeah. it's hard for the business owner too to realize which is the most efficient or effective advertising channel to choose from. Right. <laughs> so most of my conversations with potential sponsors and advertisers is what am I offering them in return? Why should they invest their advertising in my website? What's the difference? Right. Is there anything else? Procrastination? Rejection? Optimism. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I can get too optimistic Okay. about something okay. and I can get too far along in a project before realizing the market has no need for it.
1: Yeah, and obviously that's something that you've learned, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that you've
2: learned through the process of developing these. These websites, these yeah. businesses, yes, absolutely. It's a painful struggle because I love being optimistic. Right,
1: <laughs> right. So what's, what's your overall goal? What, what do you want to see,
2: the you of the future, what do you want to see there? Oh, I don't know if I want to see the top of the mountain that I'm climbing. I'm <laughs> having so much fun climbing the mountain and learning. I guess it would be to save others from the mistakes I've made. Mm -hmm. Really, to have uh, maybe a system or a plan that others can start their own business without having to go through my struggles. Right. (laughs) I think that would be a great end goal. Yeah.
1: Is there any final uh, thoughts that you would like to leave with our listeners today?
2: Keep listening to podcasts. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to put that out there because there is so much knowledge out there coming from real people and real stories versus the mainstream media, which is just targeting clickbait. Yes, (laughs) The podcast community has been absolutely wonderful for my learning and how to start my own business. And a great thank you to Tim Ferriss. His podcast has been very, very encouraging to get me to do my own business. If you haven't heard from him or of him, please be sure to check him out and listen to Lynn's podcast because she is a wealth of knowledge as well. And just fill your mind with that good, positive, educational information.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, you're right. There is a lot of really good stuff happening out there in this in this medium. Mm-hmm. Podcasts are one thing. I really like the interview process. Mm-hmm. I really like the fact that the interviewer can help the person clarify the message that they're bringing. And uh, I think it's a very good form of
2: communication. So, Absolutely. Yeah. everybody has a different way of speaking a language. <laughs> right,
1: right. Well, thanks so much for being with us, Michelle. It's very interesting to see what you're doing and how you're creating your own world and your own place in the world. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. That's wonderful. The show Step Right with Lynn. This is Lynn Wedham. Until next time.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. We hope you'll join us next time. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.